Hey guys, welcome back to Clean Simple Free. This episode is a day late, but hopefully worth the wait. I'm your host, Ashley Fox, and today we have an interview with Marcy Zaroff, a pioneer of the eco-fashion movement for over three decades. She is an author, entrepreneur, and all-around a wealth of information for all things eco-friendly. In this interview, we discussed a host of information, from her business beginnings to how to evaluate your eco-conscious lifestyle and so much more. Stay tuned and we'll dive right in right after the break. So for our listeners, can you just give yourself a brief introduction? Sure. My name is Marcy Zaroff. I am the CEO and founder of Eco Fashion Corp, which consists of four verticals, Farm to Home, Yes And, MetaWare, and Reset. At the time of this recording, um, it's May, and I know you guys <laughs> recently had a Yes And event. So how did that go? Yeah, it was super exciting. And I think, you know, the the world is obviously in a very precarious place right now. And, and so rather than doing a live launch event, which was the original plan, we pivoted and did a virtual sustainability summit, which, you know, was super exciting. We had over a thousand uh, people registered. We had um, a panel of nine people. So it was moderated by Kelly Roshish from Women's Wear Daily. And then we had eight other panelists that were from the food, beauty, and fashion industry. So we connected the dots of the whole, what I call the eco-renaissance. And so all of the panelists are what I also call illuminartists or light warriors <laughs> that I feature in my book. My book is called Eco-Renaissance, Co-Creating a Stylish, Sexy, and Sustainable World. And so all of the panelists are amazing human beings, women, uh, friends, and are leveraging their own personal platforms to drive, you know, positive change in the world. So all very kindred spirits. And and so the flow of the conversation was really um, synergistic and effortless and fun. That's excellent. Well, as you already touched on, you are the founder and co-founder of several different eco-conscious brands and companies. I know you have a book out, which I'm really excited to talk about, and we'll get to that a little bit later. Tell me a little bit more about some of your projects, some of your companies. Sure. So Eco Fashion Corp is the mothership. We call it the greenhouse of brands. And within that, so we just touched on Yes And, so I'll just kind of elaborate a little more. So Yes And was actually just launched in February. The URL is joinyesand.com. And the whole premise is, yes, it's style, quality, fit, color, comfort, affordable, authentic, accessible, and ethically made, certified organic, fair trade, all sustainable, low impact eyes and finishes. So there's no compromise. And that's the whole philosophy of Yes And, which happens to also be the introduction to my book. Um, the second brand. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, and it just kind of boom, sums it all up, right? It's, it's not this or that it's this and that it's, you know, style and sustainability. I was just going to say, that's always been the challenge with eco fashion is that there, you know, there's the stigmas of that you have to give something up or that it's, you know, too expensive or that, you know, you're, you're just not going to get the kind of product that you want or that you want to wear. And that's a complete myth. There's no limit on what we can create. So we drive the brand through, you know, the lens of design. That is first and foremost, 
buy it because you love it. And then, oh, by the way, it's also blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so yeah. there was yeah. something on your website to the effect of, and I'm just paraphrasing here, but uh, gone are the days of boxy hemp and crunchy granola. And I love that because we want to look sexy. We want to look stylish and fashionable and you no longer have to choose between that. So I love the purpose of yes. And thank you. You know, I, the, the word eco fashion is very true to uh, dear to my heart in 1995. I actually coined and trademarked that term when, if you Googled it, there were no other references except myself and my former company, which I started in 1995 called under the canopy. You know, the whole idea of eco fashion was not very well received back then because there was this prejudice around if you're stylish, you can't possibly be mindful and conscious because fashion is all about the material world and the surface and the way you look. And then there was this prejudice, equal prejudice in kind of the sustainability or humanitarian consciousness, natural products industry, which was if you're into fashion, that means you're materialistic. And so there was this like stigma. And, you know, I, I used to say, wait a minute, I'm both. So how do I style the world of change and change the world of style and bridge the fashionista and the tree hugger? So that's always been my mission with, you know, with eco fashion is break that stigma of it being two dichotomous worlds, that those worlds can coexist. So yeah, yeah. that quote, that quote you read, read uh, is boom, right? You know, sums it up. <laughs> well, and I also love what you just said, style the world of change and change the world of style. That is, I love that. That is so inspiring. I'm someone who appreciates fashion myself. And is also, you know, working towards and has been working towards since I was like a teenager, a more sustainable closet and trying to look up what's ethical and what's fair trade. And people like you are making it easier for people like me to purchase things that don't compromise style and that you can be confident in purchasing. Absolutely. And that is the name of the game. You know, for many years, it was really about being a leader. And now it's not even about staying ahead anymore. It's about not being left behind, which is why I started one of the other companies in the in Eco Fashion Corp, which is called MetaWare. MetaWare is really like the intel inside of sustainable fashion. So we are a B2B uh, manufacturing platform that oversees for brands and retailers the full package production from farm to finished fashion and then shipping and logistics with you know sustainable packaging so it's really a one-stop shop for traceable transparent fully authentic um, and sustainable fashion yeah so yes Anne was kind of born out of metaware it's our it's our baby um, our house brand that's so cool yeah I love that it goes from the start to finish process I visited the metaware website and there's something on the site where the company values are listed. I mean, all of it really stood out. But one <laughs> thing that really jumped out at me was under the social good section. For mm -hmm. our listeners, I'm going to quote this. It says, we believe that positive impact is infinite because of the web of humanity that connects us all. Lifting one another lifts our species as a whole. That is so beautifully worded. And I would say this seems to encapsulate what MetaWare and possibly what all of your projects stand for. Would you agree with that? No question about it. You know, for me, it's about doing well by doing good. And it's look good, feel good, do good in the world. I've been on this journey for a long time. I started my career actually in organic and natural food and then segued into beauty. And then I saw this kind of missing link in fashion and fashion business as usual cannot keep going. It's, you know, the historic model is 
just very destructive. And, um, it, you know, fashion is one of the largest polluters in the world. So eight to 10% of, you know, the carbon footprint in the world is out of the fashion industry. So a lot of human and environmental impact. So everything that I do, as you mentioned, you know, is embedded with both value and values to make sustainable fashion and home textiles accessible and available to everybody. So it's, you know, again, that other stigma of it's too expensive. Well, when you're vertically integrated and you build up the supply chain from the farm up to the finished product, you can cut out a lot of middlemen and markups along the way because a garment can change hands seven to 10 times. It is about becoming more efficient and more mindful and, and overseeing every touch point. You know, our products are comparable on price. And oh, by the way, add a lot more of that feeling good when you buy it because you can know you're you can be a part of a better world and all you have to do is buy a great dress or shirt right um, you love anyway <laughs> so yeah it, like you said no compromises or sacrifices it's not why would you buy sustainable fashion it's why wouldn't you buy sustainable fashion right yeah I love that so much well I'm curious <laughs> what first drew you to wanting to live this more environmentally conscious lifestyle so when I was 16 years old, my girlfriend gave me a book called Living in the Light by Shakti Gawain. And it just completely struck a chord in me that there's more than what we see, right? And that, you know, when you go deeper into where the light really lives inside of us, the soul, the, you know, the heart, the, the source, right? Which is very metaphoric for what's happening on the farm to table, farm to home, farm to fashion movement, because we're going back to the source. Sure. Which really is about, you know, when I started my journey, it was that light that went off and I said, okay, I'm the quintessential entrepreneur. I was the kid with the lemonade stand. I went to business school. And so I always knew that I would want to apply that passion for, for both fashion as well as for business and leverage the power of business to change the world. And my mentor for 25 years was the founder of Aveda, who I met um, oh, wow. when I was in my very early 20s. So I, I actually, as I mentioned, I, I started in organic food. And then when I met Horst, um, the founder of Aveda, we decided to collaborate and connect the dots between food and beauty. So, you know, when I started Under the Canopy in 1995, um, it was an opportunity to bring those worlds together once again where I had a lot of the early pioneers of the organic and natural food movement were my early investors. So it was really, and to this day, I would say one of my greatest strengths and areas that I focus on and my forte is connecting the lifestyle dots and demonstrating that you can't really support one part of the equation without the others. And that goes from agriculture all the way to popular culture that all of these sectors of lifestyle choices are very much interconnected, no differently than when you asked me sort of what was my initial source of inspiration. You know, this idea that we are outside of nature is mm -hmm. completely false. We yeah. are part of nature. We have a symbiotic relationship with nature. We breathe out carbon. Nature breathes in carbon. Nature breathes out oxygen. We breathe in oxygen. We coexist and, and we reflect each other. And so we have to find a way to work in harmony with nature. And that is the underlying theme through all of my efforts from food to beauty to fashion through the last three decades. You can't see me, but I'm sitting here nodding. That is absolutely, <laughs> I totally agree with that. That is key. 
Um, I, I love that so much. Well, let's talk about your book, Eco Renaissance. It's described as how to live and shop in harmony with nature without sacrificing style or luxury. I love that. I know we touched on it a bit, but it sounds like a super fun and really informative read. Um, would you like to elaborate a little more on the content? Yeah, absolutely. So as I mentioned, which is a great segue, um, the founder of Aveda, uh, was my mentor. He actually wrote the forward in my book. And um, the book focuses on all of these different spokes in the wheel of lifestyle. So I start with art being the language of the eco-renaissance because we are all creators and we can create whatever reality we want to see. Um, and, and then I really hone in on food, on wellness, on beauty, fashion, business, and all of the interconnectivity of these lifestyle choices. And the common thread that is woven through each of these sectors um, that I call kind of the pillars of the eco-renaissance are creativity, consciousness, community, connection, and collaboration. And so each chapter goes in deep to, you know, the why and the what and the how of the lifestyle and how, you know, here's some tools, here's some brands, here's some website links, podcasts, and all the different, you know, tips and guidance to help people, you know, embrace this lifestyle. Because I love it. I've been doing this, you know, like I said, since I'm 16 and, um, yeah. and I'm learning something new every day. And I just want to share that knowledge and, um, and, and I don't know where the seed of consciousness will get planted for somebody when they're reading the book. It might be in food. It might be in fashion. It might be in beauty. But once that seed is planted, it typically, if it's cultivated, will continue to grow and bud and harvest. And that is, you know, the eco-renaissance, the rebirth of humanity through this, you know, awakening that we're all part of a collective or global ecosystem. And the premise of the book is... Through the lens of design, we can change the world if we appeal to people at a visceral level at that, you know, aesthetic. So in food, it's taste, in beauty, it's scent and functionality, in fashion, it's style and quality. If you give people what they want and then you can take them down the rabbit hole, mm -hmm. then you can slowly, you know, plant those seeds of awakening. And so um, I highlight in the book, just kind of coming full circle to, you know, talking about the Yes and Sustainability Summit. I highlight uh, 41 people in the book that are, you know, kindred souls and, and you know, who are really um, change makers and um, the Illuminatists, which are my modern day Michelangelo's, because of course the Renaissance, you know, the original Renaissance was a rebirth coming out of the original Dark Ages. And I think today we're living in this sort of modern day Star Wars. So there really is a Renaissance <laughs> upon us. And I think COVID-19 the, the one redeeming thing about it is I do believe that there's a, uh, you know, a global reset happening of, yeah. of priorities, of desires, of goals. And coming out the other side of this, I, I do believe people are going to be looking at their priorities differently. They're going to want to be a part of something bigger, something more meaningful, something that has purpose, something that they can be, you know, um, a part of the solution instead of the problem. Yeah, we've kind of had this very unexpected situation we've been thrown into. And I think that it's interesting because I've spoken with a lot of people who have said that they are just kind of reevaluating things and what they want to do when they get out of quarantine and things that they want to change and stuff. So that's really, I mean, that's very timely and that's very eye-opening for you to say that. So yeah, that's, that's good to look at the silver linings of things for sure. 
always everything is perspective right so yeah. you know the great our greatest challenges in life personally and professionally are our greatest opportunities to learn grow and get smarter stronger and better i love that perfect well you obviously stay very busy you have your book and all these companies all these projects you're doing a lot of good for the environment and a lot of my listeners are really interested in living more in harmony with the earth. A lot of them already recycle, they shop sustainably, or are starting to shop sustainably. So my question is, in your professional opinion, how can people elevate their eco-conscious lifestyles to the next level beyond just the basics like composting and recycling, which are great, but how can they elevate that? Yeah, so... Um... I guess a couple a couple of um, tips that I would give. One is to read labels, whether you're buying beauty products on the shelf, whether you're buying fashion, or whether you're buying food. Look for things like certified organic ingredients. And I stress certified because you want to make sure that, you know, the methodologies are in place. So that sort of third stigma has often been, well, how do I really know? And you can know because there are certifications such as in a, in a food product, of course, the National Organic Program, the Organic Food Seal that we all recognize mm -hmm. in beauty products. You can also find that seal on certified organic. On fashion, our equivalent of that is known as the GOT standard, the Global Organic Textile Standard. And that is the platinum standard for certified organic textile, which means not only is the fiber at least 70% certified organic, typically cotton, but you can also find wool, you can also find silk, leather. There are actually other fibers that are certified organic. But then in, in a certified GOTS pro product, you're also assured that there are no harmful chemicals or dyes in that product. So there's no formaldehyde or heavy metals or chlorine bleach or, you know, yeah. anything toxic. So reading labels is very important. Know the brands that you're supporting and the companies you're buying from. Then that's easy. Just kind of, you know, the Internet has been just an incredibly powerful tool. Social media. Do your homework. You know, go online. Pull the curtain back. Look at, you know, what those brands values are. Are those products made of 100% or 70% or or 1%? You know, is there a greenwashing component? You know, mm -hmm. is it a fast fashion company or is it a company that's really looking at, you know, promoting a, a, a different kind of model in fashion? So that doesn't necessarily mean the fibers and materials are the best they can be, but the business model might be groundbreaking. So as an example, Rent the Runway, um, where all the product is rented instead of bought, or The Real Real, which is essentially vintage, high-end designer vintage. There's a lot of great ways to engage in the movement. And I'm a huge advocate. I would say I'm a soil junkie. Um, I'm a huge, huge advocate <laughs> of organic and regenerative agriculture. Um, of circularity, of fair trade. Um, so fair trade certified products you can find more of right now. And also of cradle to cradle, which means everything we take from the earth, we give back to the earth when you adhere to cradle to cradle principles. A lot of great tips and everybody take notes. So, <laughs> <laughs> And there's a lot more in my book. I have each chapter dives into, you know, answering that question in a lot more detail. So. Yeah, I can't wait to read it. Your website also mentions an upcoming documentary and a short film, which the short film is described as exposing the human and environmental impacts of the fashion industry. I can't wait to see these. So my question is, when will these be available? And again, can you give us a little more elaboration on these projects? 
Sure. So, um, well, the first film series was completed, and I believe on my website there should be a link to watch it. It's a four-part series that I made in partnership with Amber Valletta and Amy Johnson and and, uh, Tree Media. We created a four-part film series, short film series, called Driving Fashion Forward with Amber Valletta. And it dives into humanity and timelessness and thread, which is materials and social justice. And so that one you can already watch. And then that was really the beginnings of a full-length documentary called Thread that has, um, you can go on threaddocumentary.com to watch the trailer. It is a work in progress and a partnership with Michelle Vey. And Michelle just filmed at my farm project in India a couple months ago. And that project is called Reset, Regenerate the Environment, Society, and Economy Through Textiles. Um, So it's a work in progress, and I think probably another year till it's released. But the focus of that film is really on climate change and how the fashion industry is such a huge um, contributor to climate change. There's also a couple films that I did not produce that um, I would recommend, such as River Blue and The True Cost. Um, okay. made from by friends of mine that are available on, I think, Netflix or Prime Video, um, but, you know, at home. The educational component of, of this movement is critical. So um, there are so many great resources out there now, and, and one of the best ones is the Fashion Revolution. So for those who are not familiar with fashionrevolution.org, check it out and join the movement, um, you know, and it's it's a complete consumer-facing movement in over 100 countries around the world that's gone viral to really celebrate the paradigm shift of the fashion industry and drive it forward. Well, I love that, and it really is a learning experience. I mean, I remember I was a teenager when I first started looking into what I was purchasing and what I was like, oh, let me make sure that this is cruelty-free. And then I started looking into terms like fair trade and different things like that. And then now now that I'm 30, I can see the impact of climate change and uh, fast fashion and see how harmful these things are. So I love that you really put an emphasis on the learning experience. So I've made a note of those. Um, you said River Blue and the True Cost and then the Fashion yep. Revolution website. Absolutely. And, okay. you know, I have I have two kids and I and I will tell you one of my favorite quotes is from Native American wisdom, which is we do not inherit this land from our ancestors. We borrow it from our children. And they've been, you know, true sources of inspiration to me. But I will say that, you know, per what you said, you know, your generation is really this is your future. Right. And, you know, it is my responsibility and then ultimately passing the torch to your generation and so on that we leave this world as good, if not better than the way we found it. And that certainly is not what's been happening when you look at, you know, the fact that we've been, you know, just going in this like straight line up depleting soil, you know, putting tons of trash in our landfills, putting, you know, putting poisoning our oceans with microfiber pollution. I mean, it's just, it's insane. (laughs) I mean, literally. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. (laughs) It's, yeah. it's really hard to watch. So that's why I appreciate so much what people like you are doing and you are, you are really kicking ass. So <laughs> thank you. Well, it's definitely time for change. And, you know, as Albert Einstein said, we can't solve today's problems with the same consciousness that created them. So it's yeah. time we, you know, we redesign and, and co-create a new, a new reality. And, and we have the ability to do that. Co-creation is really the name of the game. I mean, for me, I always say my favorite number is 11 
because one plus one equals 11, which signifies the fact that we're stronger together than we are apart. And so <laughs> we need to, and, and my, my uh, mentor horse was born on 1111. So that was very synchronistic. Um, oh, wow. And so, so is Leonardo DiCaprio, and so is the founder of Fair Trade USA, and so no coincidence, right? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I met my fiance um, 11-11-2011. So. Oh, no way. I got married on that date. Oh, my God. Really? That is <laughs> I wild. did. That is I so did. crazy. There's definitely some, like, numerology that I have to research into later <laughs> <just> for fun. <laughs> Absolutely. And now that we've said it out loud, every, it will show up in everybody's life. Watch this. <laughs> right? Exactly. They're going to start the way it works. on the clock. <laughs> very much. Very much. And there was one other, I meant, I, I know I earlier in the conversation, I mentioned um, our brand Farm to Home, and I just want to touch on it for one moment, oh, which yeah. is, you know, Farm to Home is um, another one of our house brands at Eco Fashion Corp. And we created this brand and launched it with QVC. So what's really interesting is, you know, QVC, about 60% of their business is online. And I, I do believe that, you know, your generation and generations um, to come are, are really savvy online shoppers. And so to now make sustainable home and sustainable fashion, all organic, available to, you know, to be able to buy easily, um, and affordably it was really a big part of our our goal and our mantra. Um, and the brand um, is uh, right now offers sheets and towels and robes and comforters and pillows. But we're going to be introducing a lot of new products and categories over the next six months. So stay tuned on that and check us out on QVC. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I guess this has been like super fun and very oh, yeah. informative. Um, do you have any parting words or additional advice to offer before we wrap up the episode? You know, I, I would just say, um, and I think right now while we're inside instead of outside that, you know, it sort of stands for going inside and remember to follow your heart and trust your gut and live your values and walk your talk and be a part of the solution. And remember that, you know, in the name of another one of my favorite books, which is called The Prophet by Khalil Gibran, work is love made visible. So when you love your work, it's not really work. It's love. And I think that is the grounding force and, you know, the energy that will connect all of humanity and all living species is, is love. And we can't lose sight of that ever. So. Yes, absolutely. Love, love within yourself and then it'll show outwardly. All right. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me and have a wonderful weekend. Um, Stay safe, stay well, and, um, you know, onward, upward and inward. And let's, let's wear the change we wish to see in the world. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much, Marcy. Thanks, Ashley. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye bye. You can hear Marcy's full, raw, unedited interview on topics that were not covered in today's episode very, very soon. I'm taking next Tuesday, November 3rd off so that everyone can go vote and make your voices heard because your decision matters. In lieu of an episode, there will be a special announcement that has been in the works for quite some time, so you can look forward to that. Happy Halloween, enjoy your week, and remember, clean spaces make for a more simple way of life, and when your life is simplified, your mind will feel free. Now go vote.